0: Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Null here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash Culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. I know that leaving a podcast review can be quite tricky, so I have made this as easy as possible for you. All you have to do is visit ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash Clovis. I've also included this link in the show notes, so you can just click that link and it will show you a list of podcast platforms. Select your favorite podcast platform and you will see step-by-step on-screen instructions for exactly how to leave a podcast review. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps and it truly means the world to me. Thank you. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis and I am in the business of changing people's lives for the better. I am a certified nutritional therapist, and I have helped over 1,000 people just like you transform their health and wellness. And I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the exclusive members-only content that Clovis has to offer. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start, I-A-M-C-L-O-V-I-S dot com slash start. Start. You will find videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible transformation stories from real life Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the incredible stories that these brave individuals have to tell stories of full blown life transformation 50 pounds in eight weeks 40 pounds in 60 days 19 pounds in 21 days 100 pounds in six months you name it i have a client who has done it and you can too check out iamclovis.com start and get started with your free trial today if you'd like to check out my physical products i am offering you a very special deal on the perfect paleo powder 30 percent off your first purchase in fact that 30 discount discount will be applied to your entire cart for your first purchase at iamclovis.com head over to iamclovis.com check out the perfect paleo powder and all the other products that i have available and you will get 30% off your first purchase just use promo code perfect all one word p-e-r-f-e-c-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t perfect podcast, all one word. Apply this discount code at checkout and you will receive 30% off your entire first order. Just visit IamClovis.com to grab this special deal. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin, live from Nashville, Tennessee. I made it. I'm here. I'm alive, I'm back from Mexico, doing the thing, back in the saddle again, excited, things are good. What's up everybody? Who's here? Who's live? Let's see, I'm recording, making sure everything's working right, making sure I still remember how to do this after my brain being fried over the last dozen or so days. Can you guys hear me alright? Let me know if you can hear me because uh, I'm at my mom's house, not my usual setup here. I got back from this crazy... Austin-slash-Mexico adventure, and there are guests in my Airbnb all the way until February 5th, which is kind of a bummer at this point because I would really like to go home and relax and decompress after this thing and have some time to myself. I have not had time to myself in a very long time. I haven't had any time to myself since being in Mexican prison, everybody. This is going to be an interesting AMA, particularly for anybody who... Maybe new to Clovis or has never been in an AMA before or anything like that, because we're gonna chat a bit about my adventures in Mexico and escaping Mexico illegally and being a wanted fugitive of the Mexican federales. <laughs> Weird, everybody, right? <laughs> Who would have thought we'd have an AMA about this ever? That's what's breaking my brain is like every time I think my life has been pretty crazy. A lot of crazy stuff has happened in my life. And I'm just like, oh man. 2019 was crazy. I went to all these these nine different countries and had these amazing adventures and all this crazy stuff happened. Like, I wonder what could possibly happen in life that would be crazy. And then something happens that like, you couldn't have written it. If I tried to write a movie script, I couldn't write what happened in the last 12 days. Actually, if I wrote a movie script for the last 12 days of my life and delivered it to like, a movie making company they'd be like this is too far-fetched we can't make this movie (laughs) this doesn't make any sense this is not the way that anything works this isn't the way that anybody's life works it's unrealistic nobody's gonna believe it we can't make this movie but it's actually what happened to me so I do want to walk you through this past 12 days and just and tell you guys a bit about what happened and for me each and everything that happens in my life um, is happening for me not to me. I really do live that way. And I know that it sounds cheesy and woo-woo. We're going to talk a lot of woo-woo tonight because I really want to go there. Um, because this, this, this broke my brain in a lot of ways. It really did. Um, it was great for me. It's actually one of the, uh, of all the experiences I've had in my life. I, I might be, this is up there in experiences that I'm most grateful for. Um, and the short story of this is that I spent I spent 36 hours in a Mexican jail cell um, I was released because I am a YouTuber, which is what they kept saying over and over. You, he's a YouTuber. And <laughs> that was uh, apparently helped me a lot. Um, but anyway, was was then supposed to have a court date and be sentenced to anywhere between two to six years in prison. Um, this is very – it sounds like it, – it's so funny. Even saying it out loud sounds ridiculous, but this actually is what I was facing. Um, and – weighed all my options, talked to multiple different uh, uh, lawyers. We talked to representatives of the attorney general of the country of Mexico. My dad at one point was talking to a senator. It was just crazy. And um, ultimately, we were f- our hand was forced and I put together a plan and escaped Mexico via Tijuana across the border of Tijuana and San Diego, um, crossed on foot using something called the CBX. And now I'm here in the States, and I can no longer go back to Mexico. Um, that's the short story. So let me uh, <laughs> see these comments here. Welcome home, so glad you're home. Thank you, yeah, yeah, click the happy button, the like button, love button, all the things. Click all the buttons. And let me know how happy you are that I'm here. I'm very happy I'm here. I was not certain I would be anywhere for the next several months, in fact. It was quite scary. So glad to see you, glad to see you too. Yep, can hear you, thank you very much. Miss you dogs, what's up Mike? Aloha, hey brother, what's up John? sounded good looking good thanks brother um, don't blame Austin we are involved in yeah I was actually Houston I came out of Houston I, I flew out of Houston Houston to Cabo um, but yeah I was in I was hunting in Junction Texas um, I was in Austin Texas the night before the incident uh, so I'll tell you guys I was gonna ask when the made for Netflix movie is coming out yeah it was really funny I was I ex- was saying that to my dad yesterday we were talking I was like man one of my favorite movies of all time is Forrest Gump and my life makes his life look boring <laughs> it's really crazy um yeah it was it was kind of like a prison break show yeah you're cracking me up how much you like being a fugitive yes <laughs> um it was uh it was interesting it was it was a little freaky the actually doing the crossing of the border was really freaky because I could have gone south a million different ways but we we kind of foolproofed it um I don't know I feel like my brother's an attorney I feel like if I tell you like exactly what I did he's gonna scream at me and be like why did you put that live maybe I'll tell you guys in the group or something in private um what else we got? Didn't have to doggy paddle. No, I did look into uh, boats. I looked into boats. I looked into boats, helicopters, Cessna planes, and um, and car or whatever. Um, they, I was actually going to drive from Cabo to Tijuana, but then was warned that if you drive through the wrong place, and it's there's obviously a ton of cartel problems in Mexico, as you guys know. Um, if I drove through the wrong place, uh, I was I was just urged not to do that. That the safest way for me to get around was to fly. So I did. I did know that legally I was allowed to fly anywhere within the Republic of Mexico. The only the only law-breaking happened when I crossed into the United States. So that was that was the big deal. Um, you are a true savage in case anyone didn't know. Thanks, buddy. Was that up for debate? I'm not sure. Maybe. I would love to say that this was the craziest thing that happened in my life, but I really don't think it is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the crazy thing about this is... Um, so, all right, let's just dive in. Yeah. So I'm 100% convinced that we live in a simulation. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I'm pretty certain the way that my life is going. I, I've explained some of this woo-woo stuff to you guys before where like, I, I have no proof that you exist. You have no proof that I exist. You have no proof that your brother and sister exists, that your father exists, that your son, you have no proof that anybody exists but you. You only see the lens through the, the world through your lens. That's it, right? So I have this crazy thing. My dad always says this to me where he's just like, it, it'll it'll all work out. It always does. He said that to me since I'm a little kid. He's just like, it'll all work out. Always done. I have been in multiple situations in my lives, at everybody where I should have 100% died. <laughs> this is one of those too, where like my life should have basically been taken away from me. Um, and it's weird how things go. So one of the, one of the things that upsets me with this whole situation is how unjust it was, is that if I wasn't the person that I am, if I didn't have YouTube, which they were just freaking out, YouTube was the only thing that mattered. They didn't care about the podcast, Instagram, nothing. They're just like, this dude is on YouTube. Oh my God. Um, And they are super corrupt down there, like super corrupt. Um, I was supposed to be in jail. So what happened was I, I was on a hunting trip with Paul Saladino, actually, as you guys know, the carnivore MD. I was hunting in Junction, Texas with him, with Kyle Kingsbury, Um, this dude named Kurt, who's carnivore Kurt, just met him, he's really cool, and some other dudes that are just like fans of Paul's from Instagram and everything. We did this amazing hunting retreat, met some super cool dudes out there, spent three days in the woods, no electricity, no running water, no toilets, no nothing, nine dudes sleeping in an unheated cabin. It was freezing cold at night. We killed nine deer, um, skinned them, gutted them, literally ate raw heart out of the animal like cut it out of the animal and bit it like we did that we ate raw liver. We ate raw spleen. We ate everything, eyeballs, all sorts of stuff, uh, cooked all the meat over an open fire. Um, just lived in the woods for three days and did a bunch of hunting and just, and just lived that life. And it was kind of a spiritual retreat as well. The guy that was running the, the retreat learned hunting from native Americans and was very, very big on the sacrifice of the animals. Just this beautiful. I mean, I learned stalking hunting. We did some blind hunting. Uh, it was wonderful. Paul hunted with a bow, got a deer with a bow. I got a buck with a, a, a rifle. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. So it was a great experience. And then I just spent a random night in a hotel in Austin and the next the next day. Now, the crazy thing is what I want people to understand is, is people like, it's very easy to be like, dude, how the hell did you forget bullets in your luggage? Now, what happened was I had a backpack pre-packed inside of checked luggage. And the bullets that I had out on the hunting trip, I took those bullets put them inside of a rifle case with my rifle, and was like, I can't travel with rifle and bullets to Mexico. I knew this ahead of time. So I made arrangements, and the head of the hunting retreat had my rifle and was shipping my rifle back home to my parents who were going to accept my rifle in Nashville. Okay, cool. Here's the rifle. Here's the bullets. Gathered all the bullets together, put them in the rifle case, everything, and then I just had this rolling checked bag that had all of my stuff for Cabo in it and had another backpack with two and a half boxes of bullets in it that I just completely forgot about. Um, So that's how this happened. I didn't make a range. I didn't travel with a rifle. I didn't purposely travel with bullets or anything like that. And I actually made it all the way to Mexican customs. Now, if you guys have ever been to Cabo, you walk up to, to the TSA in Cabo, whatever the Mexican version of a TSA is, and you hit a button. And that button either turns the screen red or green, meaning that you are randomly selected to have your bag screened by customs. My button turned red. And they go through my bag, and there's all these bullets. And I said, well, I totally forgot about that. Thank God I speak I speak very little Spanish, but I speak enough Spanish to get by. And I was like, I totally forgot. That's a mistake. I was hunting. I don't have a weapon. Um, you can just throw them away. Like, don't worry about it. Throw them away. I'm thinking about it like TSA. They're going to confiscate them, right? So I'm like, you can just throw this away. No big deal. And they're like, uh, okay. And they take the bullets, and they sit me in this room. And then a big gang of armed federales show up. And I still thought that it was really not this big deal. Like they're going to throw these bullets away or whatever. And um, the next thing I know, these guys are literally, literally, it's, it was like something out of like uh, Narcos on Netflix. Like they're putting their aviator sunglasses on indoors, mind you, in the airport, putting their aviator sunglasses on, laying out all the bullets, taking selfies, pictures of themselves, pictures with each other in front of the bullets, like treating it like it's some kind of big drug bust. And that was when I knew that something something bad was happening. I was like, this is, this is really not good. And uh, they walked me out of the airport and there's a car waiting for me, put me on the phone with the U.S. consulate. And they're like, yeah, you're being taken. Basically, like you are under arrest, you broke this law, whatever. So I got taken to this random place and I got inspected by a doctor to make sure I'm healthy enough for prison or whatever. And then they put me in jail. Now, so keep in mind, I was going to Cabo for a... Um, I was going to Cabo for a big business event. There's an event uh, by a company called Baby Bathwater. You guys can Google Baby Bathwater. They're amazing. I highly recommend them but this is an incredible event. They do multiple events a year. This is a $10,000 per ticket event, okay? So the entire resort is, is rented out only for baby Bathwater. just us entrepreneurs, uh, all business owners, whatever. Um, this, If you remember, I did the same thing with them in Croatia back in June. So it's a super high ticket event, ton of people are there, the whole place is rented out, and that's what I'm there for. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not gonna get to go to this thing. So let's try this again. That was weird. I've never received that error message before. That was a, just said, it it said, we're having trouble pushing this out to your newsfeed. So I think that's a Facebook glitch. Um, That's kind of a bummer. So hopefully we'll get people back here in the group. Let's see, maybe I can uh, comment on the other one and get people to move over. I hate when that happens. Nothing worse than when the Facebook Live dies. But anyway, I was probably ranting at that point anyway. Yeah, maybe it's the Mexican authorities that hijacked my video. <laughs> they don't like this video. So anyway, um, I was arrested and taken to a doctor and then put in this cell. Now, thankfully, uh, this baby bathwater event, it was like all hands on deck. They gave me my phone, I called everybody, the heads of baby bathwater were on the phone with my dad. Uh, my dear friend Jess Chan was in town. We were, we were going into town a day early together and had an Airbnb Um, so obviously those plans were blown up Um, and I still just thought that this thing was kind of a joke like okay they're going to release me or whatever and it it really hit me Um, my friend Jess came to visit me and was literally giving me hugs through prison bars I mean I was fingerprinted my clothes were taken off they took pictures of all my tattoos they you know did everything under the sun it was this really crazy intake process Um, I ended up spending a grand total of 36 hours in the cell uh, which was very interesting. is There's a lot of thinking time, a lot of meditation. Um, it's crazy how the universe works when I say things like like life being a simulation or whatever. I literally was reading a book on the plane called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It um, that was actually walking through these self-love meditations and these these breathing practices, self-love, and all these things. Um, as you guys know, my, the biggest part of my struggle, my whole journey is self-love and self-worth and all these things. I've done a lot of inner child work and things like that. You guys know I've talked about that at length. So Just the fact that I was reading this book and learned these new meditation practices that I'd never done before prior to being in this cell uh, so I spent a lot of time doing that in cell. Uh spent a lot of time beating myself up about, you know, what the hell? How did this happen? How did you forget bullets in your bag? How could you do something so silly? Um, but still thinking, you know, any minute they're just gonna come let me out of here. That's not what happened. Um so what I did that was that was clever was they, they didn't take my passport from me when they arrested me. I had my bags in a different room and my passport I specifically took my passport and put it in a random little zipper pocket that only somebody who has that same bag would even know about. So I put that passport in there, and my friend Jess, she brought me, like, some Topo Chicos. They let her give me some water. Um, So I'm like, she's handing me Topo Chicos through the bars, and I give her a hug through the bars, and I said, I need you to grab both of my bags and get out of here right now. And she did. She she took both my bags and left. And she, I just said, you know, uh, in Spanish, I just said, I'm giving my bags to my friend. She's going to take them to the hotel. And they said, yeah, no problem, not knowing my passport is in there. So she jacked my passport, which was great. So I had my passport on me. Because um, what I need you guys to understand is what I did know is I know myself. I know myself very well. I'm very self-aware. And I knew that if there was, if there was a moment that I was going to be let out of that cell, I was not going back into that cell. It wasn't going to happen. Um, So my brain started spinning from day one of just like, okay, we got to get out of this thing. Now, again, I ended up spending 36 hours in the cell and I was going to spend weeks in jail. I knew this for a fact. They had warned me about it. Um, They said that, so this was on um, Monday that I was put in jail. Tuesday, I was informed that on Wednesday, I would be taken to a different city. I'd be put in a van and taken to a place called La Paz in Mexico where I would await sentencing by a judge. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but that sentencing was scheduled for January 29th. So I was I was going to stay in prison at least until January 29th. So on the second day, I was really kind of freaking out and just trying to think of anything that I could say to this public defender uh, that would help me. Um, no, John, I did not have a cell- cellmate. Thankfully, I was by myself the whole time, which was cool. Um, it was interesting, though. There's just like a hole in the ground behind the, the bathroom, like just cement, just cement that you could sit on, like a hole. And, like anytime you went to the bathroom, they had to bring you a fresh bucket of water. And you'd like pour the bucket of water into the thing to get it to like go down and go away. It was really crazy. Um, but. I don't know why this came to my mind, but I was explaining to the public defender. I'm like, look, I'm here for a business event. Um, you can't tell me when the court date is. Why don't you just release me and let me go to this business event? I'll give you the address of the hotel. You know where I am, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he said, you know, they're nervous that you're going to run away. We don't know. It was, I had 56 rounds of ammunitions, which was like the most... They said they'd seen on an individual in that airport and um, 30-06 out ammunition is not legal at all in the country of Mexico. It's reserved for military. So they're explaining it to me as I smuggled 56 rounds of military-grade ammunition into the country, which is just nonsense. They knew that this was a complete and utter mistake. It was ridiculous. Um, so at some point, I just said, listen, man, I'm not a criminal. I was like, I'm a public figure. Like I'm, I'm, and I use that word. I don't don't think I've ever called myself that in my life. I don't think I've ever said those words. Like I'm a public figure. And he was like, what do you mean by that? And I said, just go Google me. I was like, literally go Google me. And he went in his office, came back like 10 minutes later with his look on his face and was like, I Googled you. And I was like, okay, cool. Like what now? And he was like, this is going to work really well. And you know, Part of me is nervous to say this on a live video but I already did what I did and got back into this country so whatever. Um, he literally you know, leaned into the bars and was like, they're super corrupt here and it really helps that you have a following online. I'm going to tell the prosecutor this and that's going to make them nervous. So he disappears, comes back 10 minutes later and he's like, I think you're going to get out today. They really don't like that, that you have a big following online, that's not good for them. And I was like, what? Are you serious? And I think it was seven hours after that time, I was uh, I was let out like, just because of that. That's the only reason that I was let out ahead of time. Um, and then I think what happened is they realized I was there for a very big business event. They found out what the event was, who I was with, the amount of money involved in this thing, and um, I think then they saw dollar signs and kind of started planning their their next phase of this whole thing. Um, so I was told that I would have to stay in the country until the 29th, and but, so the interesting thing here, I won't bore you guys. Oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Third Facebook Live video. I don't think I've ever had to do this on a live before. I'm really sorry. I hope, um, I'm wondering if this is going to happen again. Um, it doesn't seem that that this is cooperating here with me today. So I'm really sorry about that. I'm nervous like, because I want to keep going, obviously. I want to keep hanging with you guys and chatting with you guys. But I've never had to do a, a take three before. That's crazy. Um, yeah, this it, it's also funny how the um, uh, the brain works, right? It's like, oh yeah, like they, uh, they they don't want you telling your message, right? They're gonna shut down your video or whatever. Um, yeah, this is really interesting. But yeah, thank you guys for hanging and logging back in and everything. Totally cool. But I was so I was I was eventually released because of this YouTuber thing. And um, the craziness of all this is I went from the hunting trip to you know Mexican jail essentially, and then from Mexican jail I I, I took an Uber one mile when I was released from the cell, one mile to a luxury luxury resort that Baby Bathwater had rented out for all of us entrepreneurs. And I walked into dinner on the first night of the first day of the event, the first dinner of the entire event. So I walk into, to, it was like being a bride at a wedding. It was like all the tables jumped up. Hey, what's up everybody? I got handed a glass of wine and, and everybody's hugging and every, everything's amazing. And I just spent the next, from from Tuesday to Friday, in complete luxury. Everything is free, all-inclusive. I'm getting hour-long massages. I'm taking boat tours. There's there's sushi bars and breakfast spreads and amazing dinner every night and my buddies from Dry Farm Wines are there with me and all my entrepreneur friends and also, I performed on stage every night with a reggae band called The Talking Dreads. So I went from hunting to Mexican jail to a $10,000 per ticket entrepreneur event where everything's free, to being on stage with a reggae band. I've never played reggae in my life, ever. I just happened to be a professional keyboard player, so I learned 24 songs before I got out there. Now I'm on stage two nights in a row playing with this amazing reggae band with this lead singer from Jamaica who's amazing. So we have this incredible time. I have this whole entrepreneur event. I'm seeing world-class entrepreneurs with eight and nine-figure brands teach me how to get better with my company and having amazing life conversations in Cabo, which is unreal, right? And then... Friday, my dad and my brother land Friday night. Now I'm at the nicest resort I've ever been to. And then I take a car 30 minutes to the resort that my dad booked for me, my brother and my dad. And it was three times nicer (laughs) than the resort that I was just at. I've never seen anything like this. It was like a move. I've never been in a place this nice in my life. And Y'all, I've been all over the world, right? I was like, damn, Papa Nalt, this is legit, right? So now I'm in this amazing multi-room, incredible place with a balcony overlooking infinity pools and then the ocean, and I'm like sipping tequila with my dad in a cabana on a beach, and then we do my first ever scuba in the ocean. So I do four different scuba dives over two days in Cabo. I'm swimming with sea lions and stingrays and amazing life everywhere, just unbelievable diving my dad's dove all over the place and he's like these are some of the best dives i've ever done i can't believe this is you guys' first dive this is incredible the last day of the trip we went deep sea fishing saw a bunch of whales shooting out of the water and spraying everywhere and flapping their tails and everything so i'm like literally in this 12 day time period i experienced more than some people will in their entire lives in terms of the range of experiences that i had and i'm looking at this going how is this real Right, And the entire time, there's this dark cloud where the whole time we're just going about vacation and eating delicious meals and scuba diving and doing all this incredible stuff, knowing that I am facing a prison sentence of two to six years, without a doubt, talking to the top of the top lawyers, senators, whatever, and everyone is saying, this is not good. This really isn't good. We thought that we could find a loophole out of this. They went through the whole case file trying to see if they violated my rights. There was no translator present, which is a violation of my rights when they took my statement. So we thought maybe that could get us out. We're going down this whole rabbit hole. And we were waiting on a call from a lawyer on on Monday and was basically told that this is terrible like if 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 Justin goes to the court date on the 29th in Mexico he's going back to jail at least for some period of time nobody could guarantee us no jail time and everybody seemed to guarantee me some jail time um so we took matters into our own hands and here we are so I uh crossed the border at like I said in Tijuana um on foot something called the CBX and um yeah here we are But I don't regret it. It was absolutely right the right decision. The moment we were in the U.S., we called the lawyer and told them what we had done. And they were like, well, yeah, we totally get it. Um, They wanted some crazy $26,000 or something to handle the case. It was like mental. And it just... Basically, we know that we could have made the problem go away with a boatload of money. They were going to put me in jail and they wanted money. That's what I think. Let's see if the Facebook Live video shuts down for that one. But that's what I think that they wanted, right? Um, So... Here we are. I'm here. I, I don't regret anything that I did. I would do it all again if I had to. I would love to um I would love to have done it differently. I would love to clear this up and be able to go back to Mexico cuz it was beautiful. Um Carla to answer your question, yeah, the public defender just explained they're very corrupt. And um it's going to help you that you have a YouTube saying. So a, a YouTube following. So that was it. That's the only reason that they let me out. And I it, what's incredible is that I somehow Had this happen and was still able to experience the entirety of this incredible event, including me being a musician on stage, experience the entirety of my planned scuba. My dad and I and my brother, we gave this to my brother for Christmas. We've had this planned for a long time. So I got to experience all the scuba diving, the deep sea fishing, the amazing meals, the amazing entrepreneur event, being a musician on stage, hanging out with my friends, working with world-class entrepreneurs, everything. Still got to experience all of it and still escaped unscathed somehow. What does dad say? It will all work out. It always does. It really always does. So my friend Jess was laughing about this, the one that took my passport for me. I love her dearly um, because the first time I gave her a hug through the bars in the cell, I said out loud to her, I just need to figure out what the lesson is. And she was like, stop, Justin. She's like, this is scary. Like, I know this is scary. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't look at this this way. I need to figure out what the lesson is. What is the lesson? So I was laying on the cement bed looking up at the cement ceiling trying to figure out what the lesson was and I do think that I pinpointed it at this point and obviously on the back end of getting out of there I was able to do a lot of journaling and a lot of reflection and everything um, in the few moments in the morning or evening when I snuck away to be by myself I would just journal a little bit with a cup of coffee um, trying to remember these lessons. So first and foremost, Clovis, you guys are amazing. I have never seen this kind of engagement. I've never seen this kind of, I don't even know what the word is for it. I mean, Stephanie was posting videos. Jenny Carlson did a video. People were posting about go back and listen to AMAs while Justin's not around. Listen to AMAs and and the fast for Justin, people do, doing 24-hour fasts and all these things. The messages that I got, private messages, Instagram, Facebook, text messages. I got out of that cell and had over 120 text messages. It was just unbelievable. Um, the biggest lesson for me in all this is that I... That I can actually be in a position where I let other people take care of me, or or even take care of Clovis, you know. That's something that Jenny said in her video. She just said, "Hey, we need to let Justin know that Clovis is still going to run, even while he's tied up and stuck dealing with with some really heavy shit," you know. So I mean, Clovis is its own world. It just keeps. I tell you guys all this the time, Clovis is not. Me. I am Clovis. Yes, you are Clovis. This is the point of I am Clovis. I am free. I built this thing out of an idea out of my head, right? But you are the only reason that it's a thing. Otherwise, it's just Justin, this crazy guy who eats a certain way and exercises a certain way and has a certain philosophy about life and lifestyle design. It's just me all by myself being an odd guy if there's no community, if there's no tribe of Clovis. You guys are Clovis and you proved that definitively. I was blown away by this. So one thing that I know is that I don't, I don't, feel, I don't feel love and compliments and support and and community. I don't think that I feel it the way that normal people do and this has been a problem for me my whole life. This is the self-worth, self-love thing, all this stuff that I struggle with. I've been very open with you guys about this. The reason why I've done such heroic doses of psychedelics is because I've been trying to crack this Iron Man suit that I have on forever. Um, and I will tell you right now, the reason why I am astronomically grateful that this happened and would not change a thing, I am super grateful that this happened, is because when I got out of the cell what I saw the amount of people that worked together boots on the ground and my dad and baby bathwater and Jess and and talking to my mom on the phone and my sister my brother and all of Clovis and everything all my friends and family everything I felt it I absolutely felt it um, in a way that I've never felt before I felt loved and supported and taken care of in a way that I never ever thought possible I really never thought that I could ever feel that to this depth. And listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, at the risk of just sounding arrogant here, you guys are the ones that say this to me, so you'll understand what I'm saying. I get told constantly that I am amazing. I get told that Clovis is amazing, that I have a beautiful heart, that I'm always helping people, this Clovis thing is so great, and, and I hear them all and I'm appreciative of them, but I don't think that I feel them. And that's my own shit. That's not on you guys. It's beautiful that you guys like love sharing that with me. And I really do genuinely love helping people. But there's a disconnect of me feeling love from other people. Um, That's always been a struggle for me. And what happened was, you know, these entrepreneurs at Baby Bathwater, they're far more successful than I am. Their brands are way bigger than mine, way more money, you know. And I look at my music career as kind of failed. I I think of it as a failed music career. It's just the way that I see it. Um, I've told you guys this before I can never see myself the way that you see me I see myself as like a scared 14 year old kid and you know I failed in the music industry and my company Clovis is not as big as I want it to be I'm not making as much money as I would like to make and then I'm with these entrepreneurs with seven eight and nine figure brands and I'm like why do they even want me there why am I even here like what can I add to this story like I'm just this tiny little brand. It doesn't mean anything. Clovis is little, whatever, like I'm not making millions of dollars. And I do this kind of imposter syndrome and put myself down of I'm with these people that are all above me. I do this, this kind of elevated thing of they're up in this pedestal and I'm down here in the dirt. Just like, thank you guys for including me. Thank you for letting me be like a charity case in this entrepreneur thing. Like, that's cool. I'll play music. And I almost think of myself as like the help. Well, I'm here because I get to play music or whatever. Like, that's cool. Like, And I just don't think that I'm at the same level that they are. Now, this experience, the way that those people came together and supported me, the way that when I walked into that dinner, it was literally like being a bride at a wedding. I couldn't walk two feet without somebody grabbing me, giving me a hug. People cried because I was like, locked up I mean and then the way that Clovis reacted I'm watching my the way my my family is reacting I'm watching the way Clovis is reacting watching the way that all my friends and entrepreneurs who are far more successful again than I am and I don't think I belong there and over those next three days it sunk into my heart in a way that I've never felt and I went oh my god and I'm gonna say this to you guys out loud and you're probably just gonna laugh or click the like button or the love button or whatever um but I need you to understand that This is huge for me. This is fucking huge for me. This might be easy for some of you. It's not easy for me. Um, And all that I want to say here is I realized that people love me just because I am me. That's absurd to me. Like people love me. They want me around. They want to spend time with me just because I'm Justin. Justin. Not because I am Justin who's really good at music. Not because I'm Justin who's been on a silly TV show. Not because I'm Justin who has Clovis and a podcast and a YouTube. It was people were there for me. Really there for me and really cared about what happened to me and really loved me. I cried. Cried when they didn't think I was safe. All because I'm Justin. Justin. Not because I'm an entrepreneur or I know how to make some money or whatever. None of that. None of that shit mattered. Nobody cared at all. That's not. Nobody talked to me about my company when I got out of jail. When I, when I got out of that cell, nobody wanted to talk to me about how Clovis was doing, how are sales, how's digital marketing going, how's Paleo Powder, how's your music career going, are you ready to get on stage? No, people are cradling my face in their hands and asking me if I'm okay and telling me that they love me. What? Brain broken, straight up. That's why I wanted to do this AMA tonight. So I mean after this after I duck off this AMA, I haven't even seen my mom yet. You know when I when I got to San Diego and called my mom, I facetimed her, I've never seen her cry like that. that you know her her boy was safe was out of out of harm, you know out of harm's way. So this is huge for me you guys. I mean and that's that's just the biggest lesson that I had is that. You know, So let me read some of these comments here. I want to see what you guys are thinking. Yeah, Mike, there is no group like this. No, there absolutely isn't. It's so true. John, I love you too, buddy. Thank you. What else we got here? Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, Brittany. This is huge. Uh, for those of you that don't know, guys, Brittany, who's commenting here, has been my friend for a very long time. And um, I've talked about this openly. It's really interesting. I mean, even I, I, have, I have friends that have been my friends for years. And part of my brain is just like this yeah, you know, I don't think that um, I don't think that this person like really likes me as much as they say they do. I don't, I don't know. It's it's really strange. I've just never felt it. I've never felt it. Yeah, uh, Paula, tremendously loved, tremendously. So Paula just asked if I felt loved as a child. One hundred percent, tremendous. My parents love me dearly and always have. You know, I I I don't know where it comes from. I really don't know. I don't know. And and the thing is, as you guys know, I've been all around the world doing psychedelics and working with shamans and all these things, right? And I've been in deep traditional therapy for over three years now. You know, I don't know, I have not figured out where this stuff comes from. I feel like I just need to, you know, learn to accept it and do the best I can with it. And, and, it's just shocking to me because sometimes you guys know I talk about the Alchemist all the time, right? So people have been telling me for many years that they love me, that they are my friend, they're so happy that they met me. Um, a great example of this is Matt Smith from from Paleo Valley. You guys know Paleo Valley, and I love their products and I love them. Matt, every time I see him, that he just hugs me and he's like, "Dude, you're just one of my favorite people in the world." And for some reason, it doesn't it doesn't click. It doesn't sink into my meathead brain. I don't know I don't know why that is. And that's what I've been trying to fix for a long time. And I love the book, The Alchemist, because we talk about the omens. I'm very good at following the omens, but I'm learning them. good at following them to an extent. I follow them to a point where I can make this crazy Clovis company and I can play music and I can travel the world and do all these things. But this type of thing of like learning the lessons of relationship and learning the lessons of community, I really feel like this was the universe being like, okay, listen, Everyone's been trying to tell you that they love you and they support you and for some reason it's just not working. So we're gonna throw you in a Mexican jail <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna make this thing just hit you in the face with a two by four, right? And that's what it felt like in the best way possible. So I'm sitting here like in this in this terrible situation and I'm just like, this is beautiful. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Like I feel fantastic right now. And yes, we had to go, I joke and say we had to go into Liam Neeson mode and figure out how to get the hell out of the country and fix this whole thing, you know, without me going to jail. Like I don't want to learn the lesson and then have to go to jail for two years and sit there, you know, um, but so a couple, th- that's the lesson that I wanted to share with you guys is that is understanding that people love you Literally just because you're you, you know, that's a big thing. And another thing to to think about is, uh, sorry, I just saw John's comment. and I'm going to touch on this. So John, just so you know, the extent that I went to with this is yes, Mexico has extradition with the U.S. Yes, an American can be extradited to Mexico for weapons and ammunition charges. Yes, I have a global network of people who love me. If that happens, I know exactly where I'm going and Clovis will not stop. I am never going back to a Mexican jail, I promise you. When I say that I Liam neeson this thing, I mean we looked at every single angle. Literally just the Nalt boys, me, my dad, and my brother sitting down every night over dinner and just mapping this thing out. And I know a lot of people in a lot of places and I am not worried about this at all. I, I am not worried at all and thank God that I, that I have the life experience that I have, that I've met the people that I have. I, I have wonderful friends all around the world from my crazy world exploration. And that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people are aware of what's happening. A lot of people are basically on standby in case... We, we were walking through like DEFCON 1, DEFCON 2, like what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? We have plan B, C, D, and E ready to go. It's just, no, I... I'm not playing their game. I'm not playing by their rules. I refuse, period. And when I make a decision like that, the decision is made. There's nothing that they can do to change that. So um, to answer your question, John, uh, yes, they do have extradition for the charges that I'm facing, but no, 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 no. Good luck with that. (laughs) So uh, yeah, let me see the rest of these questions here. Um, yeah past life I've I've given that a lot of thought Paula actually that's that's very interesting that you bring that up yeah Um, one of our favorite people too thank you so much Kayla immensely thankful for you being who you are thank you Amy that means the world to me Um, yeah this is great yeah this past stuff I've thought about I've thought about a lot you guys for sure definitely thought a lot about that Um, Jackie you're so used to being the hero and loved for it you smushed together white knightdom and love (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting way to put that. I never met you, but I trust you enough to eat bacon every day. That's huge. Yes, keep eating bacon. Wonderful. Um, so anyway, I, I just wanted to tell you guys that there there's a lot of lessons here. Um, I'm also going to be recording a Just Justin episode about this for sure because I need to dig into this stuff. Um, the other thing that I wanted you guys to know that I've given a lot of thought to is none of us dream big enough. Uh, this is before I even knew what was happening on the on the outside, we'll call it, when I was on the inside. I didn't even know what was going on in the outside, all these people working hard to save me or whatever, right? Um, but I do know that I was literally repeating to myself in the cell that I don't dream big enough. I got a reminder that whether this is a simulation or not, which I'm not sure, this life, it feels pretty damn real, right? So... It was a reminder that whatever this thing is, as I know it, can be taken away in the blink of an eye. The same way you can just be walking down the street and get hit by a car. I was walking down the street once and got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> and I lived. I was fine. Okay, cool. Whatever. And then I'm in this cell and I'm just going, you don't dream big enough at all. I, I don't dream big enough. If you guys thought that I dreamed big before this, oh boy. Wait. Wait for 2020. By the way, we just taste tested uh, Clovis electrolytes and they're amazing. So yeah, literally just got home and was like, my package is here and taste tested Clovis electrolytes for the first time ever. So there's that. Um, I am going to dream astronomically big in 2020. Now, here's the reason why I wanted to do this AMA tonight. So here's where we're at. Let's hope to God that the Mexican government doesn't shut me off here because this is really the message that I wanted to get out to you. I actually wrote this down. So let me look at it real quick. I had to write this down because... This is so important. Like I said, I had over 120 text messages when I got out um, and all of the Clovis comments and Facebook messages and everything and I kept getting the same thing over and over and over from person after person after person. They were saying one of two things. One, this couldn't have happened to a better person. Literally, Justin, you are the only person I know who is equipped enough to handle this because I will tell you right now, no, I never lost my shit in the cell. That's what people were at. like, oh my God, did you freak out? No, what what good does that do? It does no good. I meditated. I worked out. I did a bunch of mobility drills and exercises while I was in the, the cell. I fasted. They tried to give me food and Coca-Cola and everything. I fasted. I thought, what is the lesson? What is the lesson? I don't dream big enough. Self-love. I had my hands on my heart breathing in, repeating that I love myself. These are the things that I did in the cell. Yes, I live this shit, everybody. The things that I tell you with Clovis, I live each and every day. I am, I've been transparent about that from the beginning. These are daily practices that I use wherever I am. It doesn't matter. The practice is important, right? But the thing is, everybody kept saying, well, I heard you were in jail and I knew you would figure this out, right? And nobody, there's nobody better that, that could have been in this position than you because you're so strong. You're so this, you're so that. Then on the back end, when I escaped, all my friends were just like, dude, I knew it. I knew you were up to something. I knew you had a plan. I knew you were gonna get out of this. It doesn't surprise me at all that you're that you're back in the States, like that you can't, you can't put Justin behind bars, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? What nobody seems to grasp is that every single one of you could have done exactly what I did had you been put in those shoes. The difference is I live my life according to a specific philosophy. And you unknowingly live your life according to a specific philosophy. I had people messaging me, telling me, oh my God, I don't know what I would've done. I would've just laid on the ground and cried. I would've just died in that cell. What? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you make that choice for yourself? Why wouldn't you let the wheels spin and meditate and think, how the hell do I get out of this? How do I do this? How do I do this, right? And it's, I know you're all gonna say, well, we're not a YouTuber. We don't have a company. Maybe we wouldn't have gotten released. If I wouldn't have got released, I would've figured it out anyway. At some point, I would have figured this thing out, right? So there's a guy named Jersey Gregorick. He's a great um, Olympic weightlifting coach. And he has this saying where he says, if you want to know a man's philosophy, look at his life. We are all living our philosophy and our lives are the result. Think about that. We are all living our philosophy and our lives are the result. Okay, so you're living your philosophy every day. You might not even know that you have a life philosophy, but you're living it every day. If you're the person that writes me a message and says, you're amazing, I don't know how you did that, I would have just laid on the ground and cried. Well, your life philosophy is to be a victim. That's what your life philosophy is. People operate out of fear, everyone. People are terrified, right? So that was a big lesson too. I don't dream big enough. I don't dream big enough. You probably don't dream big enough. You probably operate out of a place of fear. I will say that from day one, I knew I was getting out of that cell one way or another, didn't know how it was going to happen, but I believed it. I believed it from the time I'm a little kid, my dad. It will all work out. It always does. It will all work out. It always does. There are a lot of people that walk through life thinking I have the worst luck in the world. Nothing ever works out for me ever. Therefore, nothing ever works out ever. You see what I'm saying? This is so important. So it really... You know, not in a bad way, but it kind of bugged me that I just had all these people writing to me like, you're so amazing, I knew you could figure this out. I never could have done that. What do you mean you never could have done that? Why Why would you say that? You know, that's the thing. I just want everybody to understand this. There's nothing I've done in my life that you can't do. I'm not LeBron James, everybody. I'm not seven feet tall and slam dunking basketballs and that's something you just physically can't do. There's literally like nothing in my life I've done that you can't do. It seems extraordinary because everybody aims so fucking low, <laughs> you know? That's the only reason why my life seems like crazy to people is because, like, you have to understand, there's literally nothing in your life you can't do right now. You could literally be a total jerk. You could leave your family and quit your job and go to Cabo, Mexico tomorrow and get certified in scuba. You could do this if you wanted to, right? I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying it's right. There's no good, bad, right, or wrong. I'm saying that you could, but you don't believe that you could. You see? You Look at a man's life and you see his philosophy. Look at a woman's life and you see her philosophy. That's it. This is the, If you guys are going to take any lessons from what just happened to me, that's what I want you to take away from this. Right? Dream big. Do whatever you want to do. Right? The other big lesson is just community. You have to have the right people in your life. I realized that over the last seven years, I have leveled up the people in my life to degrees that I can't even imagine. I mean, like there's people that I've known for less than a year who were willing to walk into a Mexican jail and smuggle out my passport for me. Jess Chan, I see you. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you, right? You need the right people. You need the right people in your life. And the thing is, something else that I decided that this is a big deal is going forward with Clovis content, I'm going to push you guys a bit harder, particularly those that you, that have been around for a long time that are still struggling because I'm very, community is everything. Community is everything. You put, I put community above your nutrition. Literally, community is everything. If you have bad people in your life, remove them. Not from the planet, that's illegal, but remove them from your life, okay? You need good people. You need the people that'll walk in at a moment's notice and smuggle out your passport for you. you know this is what you need I know a lot of people in Clovis who are dealing with complete and utter assholes in their life and they still allow it right community is everything dream bigger build the community that you want don't settle for the community that you have build the community that you want go out and get them they might not be in your local area go out and get them My, my network is now global right there's very there's a handful of people that I call when shit hits the fan. None of them live anywhere near me besides my family. Obviously, my family lives near me and they're call number 1. But the, like the closest friends that I've had that would literally do anything for me live nowhere near me. I had to go out and find that community. You see what I mean? So, these are just some of the lessons that I learned here. I don't dream big enough and community is everything, right? And we have to practice self-love, practice mindfulness, meditation, all these things at any moment, no matter where we are. Now, uh, the one thing that I will, the thing that I will wrap with here, because um, we got a couple minutes left, is the big the big thing that I learned for myself, this is just my personal journey, is I forgot 56 rounds of .30-06 ammunition in a checked bag that I took to a different country. If you guys follow Clovis and follow me, you know that's not a move that Justin makes, right? I am very careful. I am meticulous about these things. I'm very, I'm a bright guy, right? And, you know, there was about an hour in that cell of how the hell did this happen until I finally let that go and, and realized that, well, that, that question wasn't serving me. But I do know how it happened and it happened because I'm spread entirely too thin. Um, so I am going to be making some changes in 2020, uh, it's all still good. Don't worry, the podcast, everything, the groups, nothing's gonna change there. Um, but I do have to protect myself from overwhelm. Um, the only reason why this happened is because I took on way too much. It was Christmas and New Year's, so I went through all, obviously Christmas is always crazy, and I, my house is an Airbnb, so I was gone for like 15 days. All through Christmas, wasn't home for thanks. wasn't in my own house for Thanksgiving, wasn't in my own house for Christmas, Christmas with family. I had the gig out in Tunica, Mississippi in the casino um, that I played for New Year's Eve. Next thing I know, I'm packing up all my stuff to go on a hunting trip. But prior to the hunting trip, I have to learn 24 reggae songs that I've never played reggae in my life because, well, I agreed to play with the reggae band in Baby Bathwater. Man, I probably shouldn't have done that. Then I'm going on this hunting trip. So now I go on the hunting trip, and it, it was just absolute craziness, and of course, I'm making a new paleo powder formula. My, I'm making the new electrolyte formula, so I'm working with this supply chain, taking care of all the electrolyte stuff behind the scenes, all the new paleo powder behind the scenes, the manufacturing, the supplementation, all this stuff. I launched the Clovis five-day challenge. I launched the Clovis 21-day challenge. I'm dealing with all that. I hired on a marketing company. I started YouTube ads and Google ads, all these things. I'm making custom nutrition plans for people. It's January 1st, so all these custom nutrition plans coming through like crazy, right? And then I agree to the hunting trip and and the baby bathwater event. And then after the baby bathwater event, I have scuba with my brother and my dad and I'm going to be bouncing around. And then when I get back home, I still can't, I still can't even step foot in my own house until February 5th. So what I learned is, damn, Justin, you spread yourself too thin. Because I want you guys to keep in mind that all of these things that I just named, which is probably half the shit I actually have going on. I just don't tell you guys about everything in my life, right? On top of that, I'm still training every day and cooking all of my own meals and going live in the Facebook groups and responding to comments and handling all this stuff, right? It's, it's, it's insane. And in my email inbox every day and recording podcasts and doing guest interviews, right? I had guest interviews lined up before I went on the hunting trip. And I was like, wow, dude, you, your brain finally said, hey, buddy, too much. Sorry, we forgot 56 rounds of ammunition in your bag. That's how this happened. You spread yourself way too thin. So huge lessons here. Guys, I just want you guys to know that like, I know this isn't the scariest thing in the world. This isn't, this honestly isn't a huge, big, giant deal to me. Um, I know it would have scared the crap out of a lot of people and, and all these things and there were scary moments in it, yes. But there is always a lesson. Always, always, always. And you get to choose your mindset when you're in this thing. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now if I didn't sit there using mindfulness inside of that cell and figuring out what this all meant. Where is the lesson? What is the lesson, right? So this daily practice stuff that I teach you guys, the non-negotiables, you need to be able to do those in a prison cell if you need to. You need to be able to do them lounging on a beach in Mexico if you need to. You see what I'm saying? This is the daily practice. This is the lifestyle design. This is living a certain philosophy. It's very, very important. So let me read some of these comments here then we'll wrap up. Can't wait for electrolytes. Me too. I cannot wait. I would have done it better. You would have done what better? (laughs) Uh, Judy, I know I don't dream big enough. Start. Start today. That's it. OMG, I tell my kids it will all work out all the time. That's my favorite saying. It's a great saying. It's beautiful. Particularly if you can actually adopt it and feel it and believe it, you know? If the people around you don't inspire you, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Judy, I moved. Congratulations. That's awesome. Donna, it's because you do so much for everyone else. It's just like you not to realize you were the reason why we hang with you. You are an exceptional human. You are a perfectionist, but now you know you are exhausted. Yeah, I think I I I really hit a point of exhaustion there. Um, And I mean, I'm on fire right now. I'm super motivated and super inspired to... um, do as much as I can for you guys and to get you know more guests in the podcast and to share with more people and figure out this marketing thing and launch new products I cannot wait for the electrolytes like I'm still just going to be this guy um, and I have a lot of plans like in 2020 I want to live in Buenos Aires Argentina I'm definitely going to do that um, so there's a lot of things that I want to do I want to I want to train more jiu-jitsu like there's just a lot that I want to do but all that this means is I just need to do a better job of maybe not stacking everything on top of each other all at once you know like I need self-love so I love I love that I'm able to come home. I stepped off a plane at 5:20, you know, and came here live at 8 p.m. and I love that because I love you guys and I want to be here and have this conversation with you guys. But I also know that like tomorrow, tomorrow is a is a self love day. It's got to be. I do. I have a call I have to take with a marketing company in the morning, and then it's got to be a self love day. You know, I'm probably gonna do nothing but yoga. I'll probably do some yoga tomorrow. I'm gonna eat fantastic Clovis food right i'm going to just really enjoy i'm going to really take time to journal really take time to meditate i'm going to take my cold shower i'm going to sleep i'm going to let myself sleep in tomorrow you know it's like i need i need to recover from this thing and i need to integrate i tell you guys this all the time doesn't matter how good the psychedelics are or how good the therapist is or how good the experience of the vacation is it's all about the integration on the back end so i need to learn how to integrate this into my life and i'm going to start that hit the ground running tomorrow morning that's the way that this is going to go So that's my philosophy, everybody, and I'm just going to keep living life that way. Did you make your bed? Not in jail because there were no bed sheets, but I I do do that in hotel rooms, which is weird. (laughs) Um, But no, I did not make my bed in jail. Everything happens for a a reason. That's right, Denise. Um, We still need a Clovis retreat, 100%. I'm working on that in more than one way. We're going to do a Clovis hunting retreat at some point, too. Mexico's off the list. Yes, I can't go back to Mexico. It's 100%. My mom is here. Hey! All right, time to spend time with family, everybody. I'm moving back to the mainland this summer so we gotta get this scheduled. All right, cool. I'll keep you guys posted on everything. Click the happy button, the like button, the love button, all those things. Um, I promise we're gonna be making new content and everything. It's It's gonna be great. Happy January, happy 2020. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything, for the love, the support, the messages, really, really means the world to me. I cannot tell you how much it means to me. Thank you so much for that. I love you all. I love Clovis. I love this work. I'm gonna keep doing it. And um, I'll, re- I'll record a Jess Justin about this and get a little bit deeper into the personal stuff here that I learned. And I hope that this inspires you in some way to just stop being afraid, just go do whatever you need to do. All right. I love you guys. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> I will talk to you tomorrow in the groups. Good night.